Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. How's it going? Uh, what were you just saying? It's uh, hot and humid out, uh, Cam? It's hot and humid, and it's sticky in here even. Don't, I, I feel it. It's muggy. It's muggy in here. I would call this here. muggy, yeah, but I'm sure like outside it is, uh, it is humid. This <laughs> is not good big guy weather. No, it's no, not. No, it's not no. good. No. no. Uh, but we're having a bit of a staff barbecue out here. Uh, the food looked good walking by me in the hallway. It, it was a nice Italian sausage. I had a one bite of it, and I had to come oh. run in and do the news. I'm a little impressed with uh, Chorus Entertainment here. They kind of put out a good spread. Yes. I was expecting those hot lunch, thin little, oh, no. you know, weird tasting we uh, hamburgers. Right. We do it right around here. <laughs> they give you like in grade one. But uh, no, it was good. Yeah. So you had the smoky, and Jeff, I saw you walking in with a burger, correct? How was the burger? Oh, it's good. I'm still eating it here. <laughs> I've been so busy. Jeff had a bit of a relish oh, uh, yeah. problem. I was Uh-oh. I was squeezing the relish, and it's like just, I squeeze so hard. And, I hate those. I hate those uh, relish, <laughs> those squeezable relish uh, things. It's you gotta have a spoon out of a glass because you're right. You, you're squeezing, nothing's coming, and then all so of a sudden much, the entire bottle's on so your. Much, yeah, I was yeah. scraping off some relish. And That's ridiculous. I'm embarrassed. I'm wasting relish. Everyone's yeah. looking at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I like your attitude. To hell with the show. I'm eating my hamburger. That's exactly right. <laughs> These are producing, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> producing Hal Anderson afternoons, eating while he's doing it. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. All right, uh, Cam. We'll talk to you later. And Jeff Forche is obviously producing the show while eating a hamburger. Nothing wrong with that. We have to take advantage of this uh, nice weather when we can. Sunny and 29, in case you missed the tail end of Cam's weather forecast there. Coming up on the show today, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Valor FC has a new coach and GM, Rob Gale. We'll get into that. You've been hearing about that on the show, uh, on the shows before me, Kathy Kennedy, filling in for uh, Jeff Career this morning. But we'll uh, talk more about Rob Gale. Great guy, very deserving. Glad to see him as the new coach and GM of Valor FC, our soccer club town. Also on the way, some very funny ladies. Uh, Jared Story, who has been on this show before, puts on the Winnipeg Comedy Showcase. The next one is coming up on Friday night at the Park Theatre. And I think this is the 19th uh, Winnipeg Comedy Showcase that Jared has done. And it's cool. He just gets a bunch of funny people, local funny people together. They do a a Winnipeg Comedy Showcase, usually at the Park Theatre. It's pretty inexpensive to get in. Several comedians And we're going to have uh, two women that will be on that bill. Winnipeg Comedy Showcase uh, Friday night at Park Theatre. So Jarrett will be here and a couple of ladies. Megan and Danielle will introduce you to them and find out more about them in a bit. When I saw the two ladies on the list of performers, I thought, let's get them in here and find out about them. 145, that's right after the news at 130. 145 today. It is Forgiveness Day Today, Pastor Bruce Martin, Calvary Temple, will be uh, joining us at about 1.45 to talk about this. Our question of the day at cjob.com, by the way, is today is Forgiveness Day. Are you a forgiving person or do you hold a grudge? Those are your choices. Go and vote when you can at cjob.com, and I'll let you know where the voting sits in just a minute. But our question of the day, and then Pastor Bruce Martin at about 1.45, talking about forgiveness. And maybe you want to weigh in on that. I, listen, somebody uh, does something minor, it's easy, they say, sorry, you forgive, I think, for the most part, right? Unless, you know, it happens again and again, and maybe then it becomes, um, you know, more difficult to forgive. But, uh, for example, a a person that that, uh, comes to mind, Wilma Dirksen, 
her daughter was murdered, and she has forgiven that person, the person that uh, committed the murder, and and the person who was accused of uh, committing that murder. If you know the case, you know what I'm getting at. How do you do that? How do you forgive somebody that takes a loved one from you like that? I, I can't imagine forgiveness day today, and we'll talk about forgiveness, and please go and vote at cgob.com if you have an opinion on forgiveness. Right after the news at 2, I want to play back uh, some uh, bit of a, an interview I did with Mark Saltzman not long ago. He, of course, is the host of Tech It Out. He's a tech expert on ransomware, and I want to get that set up because after the news at 2.30, David Keem is going to join us from Best Sleep Center. Actually, I'll tell you this. I was in the store, and I uh, because I've kind of got a, a bum back, and I, I bought one of David's massage chairs. And uh, so anyhow, it was going to be delivered one day, and there were some issues with that. And so I started, well, what's what's going on? I find out that David Keem over at Best Sleep Center has been hacked and ransomware is in place, so he can't get to his server unless he pays them. And this is happening more and more all the time. But imagine, he's running a big business. So David has agreed to come on and tell the story. That's after the news at 2.30. It is new release Tuesday, so there's some new movies you might want to check out. We'll tell you about that. Also, uh, this new dementia study that is out Wendy uh, Shetler was on with Kathy Kennedy today from the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba. We'll talk about dementia and the mayor's race. Uh, still nothing from uh, Russ Wyatt. Still nothing from Jeff Berwati. Bowman is, uh, of course, the incumbent. And there are some other people that are running. But I would say so far, no high-profile types. And I think that's what it's going to take take the challenge the mayor. It's going to take somebody like a, a Brawati or a, or a Wyatt or somebody else well-known to knock off the incumbent. It's tough to knock off the incumbent. But um, we'll talk about the mayor's race, and uh, Chris Adams, political scientist, will weigh in, and tons of other stuff coming up. And we didn't get time for it yesterday, so I think we will find time today uh, to talk about the difference between cheap and frugal. There is a difference. Uh, and uh, they've done a, a study of 2,000 people, and we now, I think, have a pretty good idea what most people think is cheap and what most people think is frugal. I, for example, have been called cheap. I don't think I'm cheap. I think I'm frugal. And that frugality has paid off, I think. I think sometimes the people that are, are more frugal uh, end up having a, a little more money down the line, but maybe you don't agree. If you agree, or even if you don't agree, let me know, 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. All right? We'll get at the show after a break. Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB. All right, uh, back to our question of the day, 115 here, by the way, actually 116, 16 after 1, Tuesday afternoon, Hal Anderson uh, forgiveness date today. Question of the day. Are you a forgiving person or do you hold a grudge? Wow, it's close. I, I thought there would be a lot more people say I'm forgiving. But the number is 47% say they're forgiving. 53% hold a grudge. So most of the people that have voted so far at cjob.com hold a grudge. 
And I get it. I can hold a grudge. I really can. Now, my wife has changed me a bit on that. Uh, She tells me all the time that uh, if you hold a grudge, the person that's wronged you is winning. All that energy that you're wasting holding that grudge instead of just forgiving. And maybe you don't even forgive. Maybe you just move along. Let it go. And don't even get me started about money and when you help people out with money. I'll tell you a little story before we get into anything else. I had somebody who worked for me, and I felt I was a good guy to the person. And uh, the person was literally the next day going to be thrown out of their home. And the person needed $2,000. Otherwise, the sheriff was coming to lock the lock, you know, get the whole deal. And he had kids. And I did what I thought was the right thing. I I did what this person's family and friends would not do. I cut a check for $2,000. And very soon after that, he stopped working for me. Uh, made it very clear to me that he had no intention of ever paying me back. And I would see this person every once in a while, and he would have a big smile on his face and just, I guess, thought this was fantastic. Now, I for a long time had a problem with that, big problem. Not about the, the amount of money, just about, Man, nobody else would help you, and I did. And this is, you know, it's not even, hey, I'm going to try and give you 50 bucks a week or 50 bucks a month, and let's, you know, chip away at it. You know, I'll work I'll work it off or, or whatever. No. And I carried that for a long time. I had a problem with that for a long time. And my wife finally said to me, you know what? You need to let it go. You should never give money to somebody expecting to ever get it back. You're a fool if you do. You did the right thing. You did what your heart told you to do. Now, just be okay with that and move on. And I did, essentially. Now, I still think the guy should pay me back to this day, but I don't I don't um, dwell on it like I, I did. So, and I'm probably better for it, you know? A couple grand, it's a lot of money, but, you know, I guess changed his life and his family's life didn't really change my life. So, oh, well. So go and vote when you can at cjob.com. Do you hold a grudge or are you a forgiving person? It's Forgiveness Day. And we're going to talk about forgiveness, like I said, with Pastor Bruce Martin at about 145, less than half an hour from now. And if you've got stories like that and you want to share them with me, 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. My inbox is always open. Rob Gale, let's talk about uh, Valor FC, our new soccer team, our new football club. Rob Gale this morning was announced as the new coach and GM of the team. Uh, I don't really know him. I haven't really ever met him before or or, uh, haven't chatted with him. But I'll tell you, uh, watching the live feed of the announcement, the news conference, at cjob.com earlier, I like him. And everybody who knows him says he is a great guy. Here is a bit of that news conference, a minute or so, of Rob Gale, the new coach and GM of Valor FC. There is not a region in this province 
that I have not visited to deliver a soccer program, not an association or entity in soccer that I have not volunteered for, coached with or helped in their coach and player development. When I progressed to the National Association in Canada Soccer, I proudly flew the flag for Manitoba on a world stage and fiercely defended it wherever I went as I believe in this community, the people and above all the soccer players and coaches here. To have this opportunity now and to be able to build and develop a team, a culture, a vision, a philosophy from scratch that represents this amazing part of our country is an opportunity I just had to pursue. This club offers all of us a chance to unite under a common banner and ignite the soccer community by professionalizing the sport across this province. To say I am honored does not do this justice. I am humbled, privileged, and immensely proud to be the first head coach and general manager in Manitoba's newest professional sports franchise. Rob Gale, new coach and GM of Valor FC. One more clip here of Rob Gale, and then Mary, I see you on the phone there wanting to talk about grudges, all right? So we'll talk to Mary in a second at 204-780-6868. But uh, Rob Gale made it very clear today that he and this team are about the province of Manitoba. This team is going to be a team for Manitobans by Manitobans. It will have a Manitoban in me running it, Manitoba staff around us, and Manitoba players playing right from the very first year. It will be of the people and for the people. I don't think this can be understated. Our kids were born here, are growing up here. We volunteer in their schools and their soccer clubs and their other activities. We go to the BDI. There was a massive lineup last night. Mitzi's Salisbury House 529. We take our visitors, our family and friends to the Forks, the Assiniboine Zoo, the park. There are so many incredible attributes in our province that make Manitoba special. Importantly, we, like all Manitobans, rally round each other when times are tough and we celebrate our own successes. We welcome new people to our province every year from every corner of the globe. And this province has embraced me and we embrace it. For every Manitoba player, coach, administrator, official volunteer that loves soccer, and I'd like to add Northwest Ontario and Saskatchewan for now, this team is yours and we'll, we will work tirelessly to ensure you're proud of this club. At the same time, it is our continued responsibility as a community to make this club a huge success. We need the thousands of soccer players and supporters and fans out there to be ambassadors for this club and our sport if it is going to continue to flourish. Rob Gale, new coach and GM of Valor FC. Best of luck, Rob. Sounds like you've got it uh, ready to go. Looking forward to our new team, our new soccer team. Or I think we have to call it a soccer team, though. I don't think we can call it a, a football, like even Valor FC, you know, it's like the Winnipeg Football Club, which is the Bombers, uh, but I get it. I understand it's it's football, but I'll call it soccer, just so I can keep the two uh, separated. And hey, listen, he men- mentioned some places in there that I love. For example, Mitzi's. Mitzi's has the best damn uh, chicken fingers anywhere. Mitzi's on St. Mary downtown, fantastic. Love them. That's a treat. Whenever we want a treat, we go have uh, 
uh, Mitzi's uh, chicken fingers. And, oh, and now I lost. I'm sorry, Mary. I talked too long. Mary's gone. She called about grudges. Did she tell you, uh, Jeff Forche, what she wanted to say about grudges? Did she let you know? Or Yeah, basically she was saying, don't hold a grudge because the person who you're holding a grudge against you know, they're probably not even thinking about the grudge. They're going on with their happy life. You know, oh, I'm you're, sure, yeah. You're, you're, you're angry about it. Oh, yeah. there she is. She's there back. she is. Let's uh, let's just go live to Mary. Uh, we can tell that to you, Mary. Hi, Mary. What did you want to say about grudges? Sorry about that. That's okay. You know, I want to say grudges are a form of self-punishment. You suffer. You you know, you feel terrible. You feel you were, you have a right to these angry feelings and how horrible the other person is. And you dwell on it, and it festers, and it grows. For the other person, it takes nothing out of them. They're Mm -hmm. out living their lives, having the time of their life, not even giving things a second thought. Yeah, I think you're right, Mary. That's exactly what my wife has taught me over the years. I still struggle with it sometimes, I'll be honest with you, but you're right. Uh, if you hold a grudge, maybe you don't forgive the person, but you forget the person and you and you just move on. I think and I think let you're, it go. Yeah, yeah, and let it go. I think you're right. I'm sorry I made you wait so long, Mary. No Thanks problem. a lot. No problem. Right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Oh, somebody now people are talking about the chicken fingers at Mitzi's. Jeremy says, Hal, are the chicken fingers as good at Mitzi's as they used to be at the old fingers restaurant there in Polo Park? I'll tell you what, I don't think I ever had the chicken fingers at uh, Fingers in Polo Park. What I usually got when I went to Fingers back in the day with uh, Ron Abel and, you know, because Chi-Chi's was here. There were a bunch of good restaurants. I always got the chicken salad salad at Fingers because it was huge and had a big pile of chicken salad in the middle of lettuce and stuff. So that's what I always got. I don't think I ever got the chicken fingers at Fingers. But I'll tell you, Mitzi's chicken fingers are fantastic. Uh, let's put it out there. Best chicken fingers. Best chicken fingers in Winnipeg and Manitoba. If you've got an idea on that or an opinion, 204-780-6868. Hal at cjob.com. The news at 1.30 is coming right up. Thank you very much, Cam. 1.33 coming up on Friday night at Park Theatre. It's the Winnipeg Comedy Showcase. Um, Jared, is this the 19th? It is the 19th. That's isn't hard that to crazy, believe. Eh? That's almost too many, isn't it? So you're you're the host, you're a I'm comedian yourself, yep. and you decided a long time ago. When did all this begin, actually? About four and a half years ago. We had our fourth anniversary in the in the spring. Um, so yeah, four and a half years ago, the park came to me and was like, "We want to do a comedy show. You're the only comedian we know." And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I guess." And uh, first show sold out somehow, and then the second show sold out, and we were like, "Wow, we really have something here." So Good for you. We're on number nineteen now. Number nineteen. No, uh, no signs of slowing down. Yeah, and ticket sales. Are there still some tickets available for Friday? Yeah, there's plenty of tickets for sale. Uh, I think there's going to be. We'll, we'll probably still have tickets at the door. You know, right. we're competing with the Canada Day long weekend and yeah, yeah, and summer in general. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, here's hoping for rain. <laughs> what, t- what time on Friday night at the park? Uh, the show starts at nine doors open at eight. Uh, I say come early and have a couple of drinks. Yeah. And you've got several, uh, very funny local people on, right. on the bill. Uh, but as I looked at the list this time around and I usually check and see what you're up to, sure. I noticed a couple of ladies on the list and I thought, well, yeah. this is kind of a, you know, kind of a, a not that women can't be funny. Women are <laughs> often funny, but I, we, there aren't as many 
funny women out there doing stand-up comedy. Is that fair? There's probably more men yeah. in our Winnipeg comedy scene than there are women. Mm. Uh, but the women that do it are very, very funny, and I think it's important to uh, put them on the show, represent that. Like Megan Riley and Danielle yeah. Kayahara. Ah, very good. Yeah. Uh, who are here in studio with us. So, guys, thanks a lot. Uh, uh, Megan, I saw you roll your eyes when I said, you oh, know, I thought, let's get the women in here. <laughs> oh, I was just giving Danielle a look of recognition because when Jared said that you'd asked for us to appear with them, I said to Danielle, you know, there's other more established comedians on the bill, so probably it's the female angle. <laughs> well, and, and, and that was why I wanted to have you in. Oh, well, I'm but, grateful, yeah, I know. Sure, but I'll tell you, it, it, I wanted to do that, not because I'm looking for any gimmick or, you know, anything, but I, I really do think that um, women are very funny, and there aren't as many of you out there. So I appreciate when, that. Yeah, so yeah. when I see that, I think, wow, I, I, I want to find out about uh, these women. So, Megan, tell us about you. Okay. Uh, my name is Megan. I first did stand-up comedy in 2012 in that contest that Rumors runs, and flukily uh, I ended up making it to the finals. And then a few years off, and I started doing it again uh, with that under my belt, thinking, oh, you know, look at this, uh, three years ago. Uh and realized that that was very fluky. And, yeah, I just love it. Um, I love it. It's sort of my hobby on my on my free time. I work full-time, uh, and I am a single parent. So uh, it's just my passion, and it's my joy, and, yeah. and I love it. I'll bet you being a single parent gives you lots of material, eh? You know what? I do a lot of material about my children yeah. and about the funny things that happen when the three of us are out, things like that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And um, so it's become your passion, you said, and, and sort of your hobby. You really had no idea— were you always told you were a very funny person or? Well, I mean, I used to be an actor a long time, years ago. I, I, in high school, I was a debating nerd. <laughs> you know, uh, I have a background in Second City and improv. You know, all of this is about 15, 20 years ago. And now um, my job is sort of conducive with public speaking. So, yeah, I mean, I, I and I have ADHD, so I clinically can't be quiet. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a good fit for me, Hal. It's, it's a true. great fit for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Danielle, tell us a bit about you. Um, well, my name's Danielle. I'm relatively new to comedy, all yep. things considered. I've been at it for about uh, a year now, mm -hmm. and I've been very much enjoying the ride I'm on. Um, a friend of mine suggested I look into sort of the resources in the city regarding comedy to see if it would be something I would enjoy, mm -hmm. and and she was on point because it is something yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. You're awesome. She's it's really good. It, it, and it seems like a pretty tight-knit group, eh, Jared? Yeah, it is. And there's, like, a variety of styles. Like, even these two, they are polar opposites Yeah, so tell wise. me about their style. You're a you're an observer, so tell, yeah. me, tell me what uh, Megan and Danielle are like as, as comedians. <laughs> well, Megan is uh, fast and frenetic, and uh, you know, she mentioned the ADHD, even chaotic at times. Yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> it's she, a ride, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hear a lot about her very quickly. Yeah. And uh, Danielle is the exact opposite. She has a very... Uh, like dry wits that yeah. uh, kind, kind of, of quiet, kind sort of quiet, laid back, but eh? also extremely calculated. Yeah, and uh, you know she's just gonna she's gonna pounce on you. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's and that's what I love about uh, you know watching comedians is the different styles. And you might look at somebody and go, "Oh, they're gonna be like this," and then they're completely not what yeah. you had anticipated. Um, you know, you might think somebody's gonna you know, and then. 
you know, out of uh, uh, the mouth of somebody you might think is pretty straight-laced, and then, sure. you know, you hear an F-bomb, and it's like, <laughs> wow, you didn't expect that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's cool, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when people look at me, they're like, oh, he's going to be a dirty old man, and they're like, yeah. they're right. So. <laughs> yeah. so, Danielle, you've only been doing this about a year. What's been the biggest challenge for you then? I would imagine just getting on stage the first time must have been crazy, eh? It can be pretty intimidating. There's there's a lot of nervous energy for yeah, me. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's it's lessening as time goes on, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of a lot of energy and excitement in in getting up in front of everyone and yeah. trying to make them laugh. <laughs> have, have either of you ever just really bombed? Oh yes, how? really. I bombed extremely badly at the Cavern, which is there's an open mic there every Sunday. I mean, I've bombed many times, but I'll give you my worst. First of all, I, I somehow dressed myself in a sweatsuit. I don't know why. As a 39-year-old <laughs> woman, I was like, this is what I'm going to wear. But I felt good in it until I took the stage, and I had that sinking feeling where the audience was giving me really piteous looks, and I wanted to comfort them. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Basically, the set ended, and I wanted to sink down into the floor immediately. <laughs> and I, I basically breezed out past the comedians in the back. I'm like, I got to go, guys. Can't yeah. sit through this one. I'm not going to stick around <laughs> yeah. for the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which is actually an MO of mine in my personal life. Is like, I'll make things super awkward. I'm like, all right, and scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're gone. <laughs> yes. Where did, where did uh, Megan go? We can't find yeah, Megan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. do you guys hope that, you know, you said, uh, Megan, that it's your uh, passion and sort of your heart hobby but do you hope one day to be able to say hey kids we're going to LA and mom quit her job and like is that a goal or an aspiration of yours or you know what no my, my children's dad is here they're we're real, we're all really close and we operate still quite a bit together and cool. so while they're still in my home and I'm doing that that they're absolutely the priority so no but if something fell in my lap it's like you're amazing let's tape you a special and just make it all happen on your schedule you sure but I mean I'm not that's not yeah. Where I'm, what I'm aiming at. Yeah. yeah. If, anything, anything, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> if it, you don't have, yeah, exactly. No, the point is that um, this was supposed to be a fun passion thing, and all these success markers and stuff are just gravy. Like, it's yeah. a, a cherry on the cupcake I didn't know I was eating. Mm. So, yeah, good. That's, a, that's a great way of putting it. And, Danielle, do you have uh, goals and aspirations of being really big, or you just enjoy doing the comedy showcase and the odd stand-up and... I am along for the ride wherever yeah. it may take me. Good for you. I think that's where I'm at. That's a good approach. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I've, in my career, I've often done that. Just sort yeah. of said, hey, take me wherever and I'm along for the ride. And yeah, that, that can be fun. I think, too, because, like, the heights of show business in Canada aren't that high. <laughs> uh, that uh, I think we, we produce so many great stand-ups here yeah. because stand-up is really all there is. I mean, there's some TV and stuff, but it's not the same level as in the United States where some comedians are just doing comedy to, to hope they'll get on a sitcom later. Someone mm-hmm. will notice them from TV. Here, everyone just wants to be really good at comedy. Yeah. And yeah. And this must be interesting, these comedy showcases for you, Jared, because you're the host, but you're a comedian as well. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, if somebody said, stand up at that mic and give me five or seven minutes of your best stuff, I would be petrified. <laughs> but I've, uh, back in my Power 97 days, mm-hmm. bar gigs, there were times when I got up and did 20 minutes, yeah. right? <laughs> Without realizing it. But if somebody labeled it as, you're going to stand up and, you know. But, yeah, I, I've done the host thing. So I sure. love being a host. 
because you play off the crowd, yep. you can do this and that, and I just look for those opportunities to jump in and be funny at somebody's expense. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, sure. There's many ways you can do it as a host, so yep. I'll bet you love that role. Yeah, honestly, it's a nice break from just doing regular stand-up. I get to kind of be loose and have fun. These guys have to have, have, to have the tight you know, yeah. sets. I just have to... Make sure the show keeps going. Right. And so it's it's a lot of fun. I, I really yeah. enjoy doing it. Well, I'm happy for you, man. You know what? You're a real local success story. You've taken oh, something that you have a passion for and a love for, and you've made it into something that really matters. People look forward to these things. And to do 19, boy, to pull one off would be a big uh, a deal. To do 19 and to, and to continue, uh, you know, doing them and having success with them. Good for you. Yeah, well, That's thank true. you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Megan, Danielle, nice to meet you. Thank, thank you, you thank for coming you in. Appreciate it. And again, Friday night at the Park Theater, the latest Winnipeg Comedy Showcase. And uh, as Jared said, there will be uh, tickets at the door. Uh, doors open at 8. The show goes at 9. A lot of really funny Winnipeg people. Winnipeg Comedy Showcase, Friday night at the Park Theater. 143. We got to take a break. When we come back, Pastor Bruce Martin from Calvary Temple on forgiveness. It's Forgiveness Day. 148, it is Forgiveness Day. And our question of the day at CJOB.com is Are you a forgiving person or do you hold a grudge? The grudge holders are ahead 53% to 47% who say they are forgiving. And I think in order to forgive, you have to have a strong faith. And that's why I asked this next person to jump on today and talk about forgiveness. Pastor Bruce Martin over at Calvary Temple. You hear him here on the radio uh, every once in a while. Pastor Bruce, thank you for doing this. Well, how are you today, Hal? I am excellent. Talk to me about forgiveness. You were telling me earlier when we were arranging this that this is a, a special message of yours. Yeah, forgiveness is something that, boy, hardly a day goes by that I don't talk to somebody about the fact that uh, forgiveness is always a choice. There are people who uh, get in their minds that other people have done things that uh, change their life forever, and therefore they're, they're victims. They can't move forward because of what this other person did. And one of the beautiful messages that I get to share with people is that it seems like that, but for a Jesus follower, a person with faith in Christ, we always have an option. It's right in the Lord's Prayer, you know, uh, forgive those who've trespassed against me as I forgive others. You know, like it's, it's, I receive from the Lord, he forgives, and then I forgive others on the horizontal. And uh, the beautiful thing is, when it comes to forgiveness, that we don't even need the cooperation of the other person. Now, we need the cooperation of them if there's going to be reconciliation. But forgiveness is different than reconciliation. Forgiveness happens within my heart, and I choose to let go of that rope that I'm having a tug-of-war with them. Uh, You know, when you wake up in the morning and you're tired because you've been fighting all night with somebody. Well, the truth is, God can help us to let go of that. It's a choice, and I choose to forgive. And if I forgive someone, they can no longer hurt me. And uh, forgiveness doesn't mean condone. Forgiveness does not mean that it didn't happen. Forgiveness doesn't doesn't even mean that that it didn't hurt. Yes, it hurt. Yes, it was wrong. 
but I choose to let go. And that's the power of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, is, Jesus is talked it, about it a lot. Is it easier? Listen, it's one thing to forgive somebody for stiffing you over, you know, a couple thousand dollars. I told my story earlier or, or, or something. But, you know, there are people that forgive people that murder their loved ones. I, I can't imagine forgiveness like that without having a strong faith, a belief in well, God. And that and, and the people that have done that, if you listen closely to what they're saying, they say, I started looking at my life, I started looking about moving forward, and I couldn't move forward till I dealt with this. And what they've done is they've actually helped themselves <laughs> rather than, well, I couldn't do that. That would wreck, no, no, choosing to forgive someone. And, and there are beautiful examples of people who have gone to the prison, have asked permission, let me in there, I want to face this person, and I want to choose to forgive them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, a lot of people confuse that with, they say, well, if you haven't forgotten, you haven't forgiven. Well, the truth of the matter is, Hal, I have no problem forgiving someone if I've forgotten, because it's the stuff you remember that you need to get up every day and choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. I can't change what happened in the past, but I'm not going to be victimized as I move forward. I will forgive that person. And it's so important when, when we're dealing with a world with, that have ex-spouses and, and children that have disappointed us and all of those things, we cannot be held hostage by another person's actions. Forgiveness sets us free to move forward in our lives. Yeah. You, you counsel a lot of people, uh, Pastor Bruce. Is this forgiveness maybe one of the hardest things for people to do? It comes up almost every day. And yes, it is very difficult. It's a, it's a little tougher for some than others. There's some people who have a personality that's very relational and very, you know, let's get along, let's not but there are people that are just driven by the right and wrong of life. And they are black and white people and they just can't get through the, it's not fair. And they just get stuck on that point. And, and they just, and they're just as hard on themselves as they are on other people. I'm, I'm not judging these people, but their personalities are very much fairness and justice orientated. So they just get stuck and they just, it, it, they try hard. They might even say the words, but uh, uh, one of the things that I've learned over the years and, and my wife sort of is in many ways, my, you know, I say her and the, and the Holy spirit have sort of <laughs> kept me on the straight and narrow all yeah. my life. And, 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 you know, she, one of the things that I know about this forgiveness business is that if you've truly forgiven someone, you do not feel the need to talk about it anymore. Mm. And we will come home from a, from a gathering, from being in someone's home or whatever, and, and we'll be driving and it's a little quiet in the car and she'll say, and she'll have heard me talk about something that should have been in the past. Yeah. And not talked about in a in a public forum. She'll say, "I I I thought you were over that. I thought you had sort of released that, let go of that." And every time I catch myself yeah. regurgitating stuff that should have been left, 
I say, aha, I need to choose again. I need to forgive again. I need to get back to understanding that when I've chosen to forgive someone, I don't need to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's funny. My wife, Jackie, has has taught me the same thing over the years uh, to let it go. And and you're right. It is is very freeing. Hey, I'm almost out of time here. I want to ask you a a quick question, and then I want you to talk about service at Calvary Temple for a minute. When I have guests on, they'll promote albums and all, you know, books and all that kind of stuff. I want to give you a chance to promote what you do because I think you do a great job in this community with it. But is there a, a, a religious equivalent to karma because i believe in karma right i treat people the way i want to be treated is there is, is, is there anything to karma in your world or not well, well well when you say treat others as you'd want to be treated i mean jesus said right. that yeah so so that's that's a christian value mm-hmm. um i'm not i'm not into the karma i'm yeah. into personal relationship with jesus and when we're in the personal relationship with Jesus, then that changes all our other relationships. Mm-hmm. And I have found that people without faith in Christ have a really tough time with forgiveness. People with faith in Christ can have a tough time, but they get through it because Jesus, who loves us and forgives us and comes to live in our heart through the presence of the Holy Spirit, gives us strength, gives us courage to love again and to forgive and move forward. So it, it's related to our relationship with Jesus. Pastor, when are the uh, services at Calvary? Well, we're heading into summer, and we do three morning services all summer long, nine traditional music, 10, 10, and 11.30, our family services with full children's programs all summer long. And so that's all the way through the summer. And so three Sunday mornings, 9, 10, 10, and 11.30. And we also have our summer camp running, and we have lots of registrations coming in every day. CT Camp uh, would love to, Calvary Temple Camp would love to have kids come and join us, and money's never an issue. We have sponsors sitting in the wings waiting, and we would love to include some kids that have never come before. Pastor Bruce Martin, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, bless you, Hal. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. And we're up against the news here at 2 o'clock, but after 2, I'm going to tell you a story about Pastor Bruce. All right, Pastor Bruce story coming up after the news at 2, next on CJOB. Thank you, Cam. Cam Poitras handling the news here this afternoon. Jeff Forche is uh, producing the show, and I'm your host, Hal Anderson, 204. Now, I want to get to some of your text messages here in a moment, 204-780-6868. You can text that number. I would really like you to be to pick up the phone and have a conversation with me. That's always better. Or you can email me. My inbox is always open, Hal, at cjob.com. Speaking of conversations... Joyce is on the phone right now, 204-780-6868. Hello, CJOB. I just wanted to say I think Bruce Martin is terrific. Yeah. He has he opens his uh, doors to people in this church, and he's just so loving on, on different occasions. Yeah. And I just, I just uh, think he's just a terrific person. I wanted him to know that. <laughs> he's, I'm sure he's a forgiving person. <laughs> yes, well, I think so, too. And I'll tell you, uh, I said before uh, the news that I was going to tell a story about Pastor Bruce. I'll tell you, Joyce, uh, coming up on this show in a bit, uh, David Keem from Best Sleep Center. He's going to join us after the 2.30 news, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what that's all about coming up. But David Keem brought 
Pastor Bruce Martin to my house when I was off the air here at CGOB when I was having real problems with my back. And they and they came with love in their heart to my home. They sat down. We had coffee. We talked. And I'll tell you what, they're just wonderful people, both David Keem and uh, Pastor Bruce Martin, just a, a wonderful human being. Uh, didn't hit me over the head with religion, you know, weren't trying to convert me, just wanted me to know that they were there for me through a tough time. And uh, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect for both David Keene and certainly Pastor Bruce Martin. You're right. He's a wonderful person. Yes. And you tell him that he's helped us on so many occasions when we've heard him speaking. And um, yes, and he's very good with young people. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you phoned in, Joyce. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. All right, keep the calls coming to on forgiveness or whatever you want to talk about today, 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. Listen, I'm not a super religious person, but I like talking to everybody. I think Pastor Bruce Martin has things to offer up. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, if an atheist wanted to call me and have a conversation, I would talk to that person and I might learn something from that conversation as well. I would call myself more a spiritual person than I am a religious person, but I do think Pastor Bruce Martin has a good heart. He's a good person. And I think they do good things at Calvary Temple in the community. And, and I'll talk about David Keem and why he's coming up on the show in a bit. But just to give you an example of, we take seven or eight minutes, and talk with a guest like Pastor Bruce Martin. And here's the reaction I get by text, okay? Two different text messages, one at each end of the spectrum, okay? We get this one first of all. I'm sorry, Hal. This is Andrew. I'm sorry, Hal. That's pure propaganda. I wish the pastor would stop telling me how empty and unforgiving I am because I don't believe what he believes. Now, I don't think he said that. He said that in his opinion, if you have faith, and a belief in God that forgiveness is easier. He's entitled to that opinion. And I don't think he's that far off base about that. It doesn't mean you can't forgive if you don't believe in God. I don't think that. But in his mind, he believes it's easier. And I think if you have a strong belief in something, you know, I can see where forgiveness might be easier. Or I'm at least open to that idea. So I appreciate the text message, Andrew, but I don't think that's what Pastor Bruce was saying. I have certainly never got that from Pastor Bruce, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong and you're right. Now, on the other—religion is so interesting to me. And on the other end of the spectrum, I get this. No name on this, but I get this. Hi, Hal. Your conversation today about forgiveness is exactly, in capital letters, exactly what I needed to hear. Your discussion with the pastor really hit home. Although I'm now sitting in my car crying because of the message and how it resonates with me. I thank you for bringing this message across the airwaves today. And all I wanted to do was talk to Pastor Bruce Martin from Calvary Temple for five or six minutes of a three-hour show to get his perspective on forgiveness. You may not agree with it. That's okay. Um, But it's a few minutes on a three-hour show. And I appreciate your comment, Andrew, but I think it was worth the three or four, five, six minutes we spent with Pastor Bruce uh, because obviously somebody else got something out of that conversation. So I'm always going to welcome anybody to the show. I mean, within reason. I don't want haters. I don't want, you know, horrible people on here with their messages. 
Um, but we're talking forgiveness today, and I, I thought that was uh, it was worth having Pastor Bruce on. I think he's a good human being, bottom line. And I'm as I said, I'm not a super religious guy, so I'm not having him on my show to try and convince you that God's the way. You can figure that out on your own. Now, why we're going to have David Keem on, this is interesting to me. After the news at 2.30, in about 20 minutes, we'll get the news on with Cam Poitras, and then David Keem will join us from Best Sleep Center. David and Best Sleep Center, the recent victims of ransomware. We hear about ransomware all the time. It's happening more and more all the time. What is ransomware? Mark Salzberg is, uh, or Mark uh, Saltzman, sorry, I got the name confuser. Mark Saltzman is the host of Tech It Out here on CJOB every weekend. And I had him on a while ago, and he explained what exactly ransomware is. As the name suggests, it's software that holds your information ransom. So it's a uh, it can be it can be uh, sent out in a couple of different ways, even a phone call. But the way it works is that usually you get a a link in your email and you click on it and it locks your computer down, and then you are you are uh, then asked to pay money in order to release your files once again. They extort money from you by holding your files ransom for a cost. So that's called ransomware. And I said it could be done by phone because I'm sure. You can get a phone call on your smartphone or on your cell phone, your landline, and it, it, it's, they say, oh, well, we're from Microsoft or we're from your Internet service provider. We've detected a problem, but we can help you fix it. Go to this uh, website and download this, and they're actually locking your files. I mean, the gall of these thieves, they're locking your files with you on the phone, and then they say, you know, you're an idiot. I just locked your files, and if you want them back, here's how you have to pay. Like, they're saying this to you live over the phone just to aggravate you even more. Now, it's not exactly how it went down over at Best Sleep Center, but David Keem will tell us after the 2.30 news. Now, there's conflicting opinion on whether you pay the ransom or you don't pay the ransom. Some experts will say, yeah, you pay it. Others will say, no, don't pay Here is Mark with more on that part of this story. Some cybersecurity experts say, if it's a little bit of cash, pay up. Others say, never pay, because that just means you're going to get added to that list again, a better list, that's, and then maybe hit again, even though you're lo- not likely to fall for the same scam twice. So the last that I've heard, and I've been, I've been writing articles about this, is don't pay. Immediately reboot your computer in what's called safe mode. Um, it's easy to find out how to do that. It does vary a little bit on, on the kind of computer you have. And your files should still be retrievable. If not, for a lot less, you can probably uh, go to your local computer store and have them try to retrieve it. It's not a matter of them hitting delete. Your files are still there. They're just blocked by you. So the, the last advice that I was given was never pay. And, there's, and if you want to try to be uh, preemptive about this, proactive about this, go online and type in ransomware, what to do, and you're going to see some really good advice. But the best tip, of course, is to stop it from happening uh, altogether. Apply common sense. Don't be, don't be naive. Don't give out your passwords and, and have good antivirus. Mark Saltzman, he is a tech expert. 
He is uh, the host of the show. Check it out here on uh, CGOB every weekend. And again, this isn't exactly what happened at Best Sleep Center. You'll hear the whole story from David Keem coming up after the news at 2.30. But I do want to make it really clear because if you're thinking, oh boy, I, you know, I, I did business with Best Sleep Center and what about my information? I just want to make this clear uh, before we talk to David after the news at 2.30. Best Sleep Center lost no data, all right? Uh, they store no credit card or finance application info at any time on their server or servers. Uh, it was just a password lockout. Like I said, you're going to find out more about the story from David, but it was just a password lockout. No data of any kind stolen. No data of any usefulness is stored by Best Sleep Center. Okay, It's just they locked down the computer and Best Sleep Center can't get at it. That's what happened. And David will tell the whole story coming up after the news at 2.30. Uh, text messages, lots of them coming in on forgiveness. Jacob said, Hal, glad to hear you supporting uh, Pastor Martin. Another man I really liked was Reverend Larry Ahotsky. Larry Ahotsky was a great guy uh, as well. And uh, Jacob goes on to say he did a lot for needy people uh, in Winnipeg. And, uh, yeah, keep the conversation going about forgiveness. Hopefully we'll have some time to get to all the text messages and uh, the phone calls and the emails. All right, but we got to take a break. When we come back, tough trivia. Your chance to win some Santa Lucia pizza on Hal Anderson Afternoons next. All right, we're going to ask our tough trivia question in just a moment. Your chance to win some Santa Lucia pizza here with Hal Anderson on CJOB. But let's go to the phone. Jerry is on the line, 204-780-6868. Hello, CJOB. Hal, how are you? Yeah, hi, how are you? I, fine. I just want to call you and say, you know, you just had Mark on there, IT expert. Yeah. And I just wanted to add, you know, Mark would be doing our listeners a much better service if he if he specified atta- what attachments not to open. Anything other than a dot .doc or a dot .pdf is fine. Anything other than that, do not open. Just delete the whole email. All right, Jerry, you've added it to the uh, conversation. Thank you. Very good, Al. Appreciate it. Okay, bye bye. All right, and like I said, after the news here at two thirty, we're going to hear about this uh, ransomware attack, this hack on Best Sleep Center. David Keem will join us, and uh, more uh, advice from Mark Saltzman, the host of Tech It Out here weekends on CJOB. Here's the question: two zero four seven eighty sixty eight sixty eight for Santa Lucia Pizza, Guinness Beer. Estimates 93,000 liters of beer. That's a lot of beer. 93,000 liters of beer are lost in this each year in the UK alone. Think about it. Guinness Beer says it figures 93,000 liters of beer are lost in this every year in the UK alone. Lost in what? Where would beer go Missing. Where would you lose a bunch of beer like that? In the UK alone, 93,000 liters of beer a year. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Hello, have you got a guess? Yeah, it expires. It expires. That's a good guess, but not the correct answer. Sorry. Hi, CJOB. Uh, fast. Fast? What do you mean? Fast. Oh, fast. I'm still lost. But no, not the correct answer. I'm sorry. I didn't understand that answer. Hi, CGOB. Hi, uh, evaporation. 
Not evaporation, no. It actually gets lost somewhere. Not evaporation. Hi, CJOB. Hi, I've got a guess. Let's hear it. Okay, I'm going to say the foam when you open it, or the overpour. No, not the overpour. Uh. No. Oh, and by the way, Jacob just texted back. I read his text message uh, verbatim, and of course, it wasn't Harry Lahotsky. It was, uh, it should have been Harry. Uh, I think he said Larry, uh, but Lahotsky. I, I know exactly who you mean. So I'm sorry, Jacob. I just read your uh, uh, text message uh, the way it was uh, on my screen. So thanks for clarifying that because he was a really special guy. Hi, CGOB. Have you got a guess? Would it be in transit? Not in transit. No. Um, no. Hi, CJOB. Hi. Hi. The answer? Yes, what is it? Foam. The foam. The no, it's not head. the foam. No, this beer actually goes somewhere. Where does it go? Hi. Hi there. Is it a uh, facial air? Guinness Beer estimates that 93,000 liters of beer are lost every year in the UK alone in facial hair. Uh, Isn't that incredible? Awesome. Wow. Good for you. What's your name? Bryce. Bryce, you've got some uh, Santa Lucia pizza, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. You bet. I'll put you on hold here. Jeff Forte is going to get you signed up for that, and uh, that will be yours. Santa Lucia pizza. Yeah. <laughs> 93,000 liters of beer in the UK alone every year lost in facial hair as people, well, I was going to say as as. I guess guy. I mean, maybe some women with facial hair, but I guess mostly guy. <laughs> Get myself in trouble here. Oh, please forgive me. <laughs> it is forgiveness day. Please, please forgive me. All right. What else have we got coming up here? Well, of course, you know now David Keene, uh, David Keene Best Sleep Center will be here after 2.30 uh, to tell us about this uh, hack on their computers over there. Uh, it's also new release Tuesday. There are some movies you might want to rent at home on iTunes or or whatever. And this new dementia study is out. And uh, Kathy Kennedy had Wendy uh, Shetler on. She is the CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Manitoba. And I want to play a minute or a minute and a half of what Wendy had to say about dementia and Alzheimer's. Some really good advice from her. This uh, dementia study... Uh, that is out today. I don't know if you've uh, heard much about it, but uh, some pretty uh, interesting numbers, and we'll get into those when we have a little more time, but I'll just give you a couple here uh, quickly before the news at 2.30. This study by the Canadian Institute for Health Information found that more than 402,000 Canadians, 65 and older, have some form of dementia. About 270,000 seniors were being cared for at home. This report was done in 2015-16. Children and spouses most commonly taking on the role of caregiver for a loved one with dementia. And you can imagine the pressure that puts on a family. So we'll talk more about that. Like I said, I want to play a bit of what Wendy had to say to Kathy Kennedy today. Kathy filling in for Jeff Courier this week. She'll be back in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Here on CJOB, we're talking about forgiveness. It is Forgiveness Day. You can go and vote on our question of the day about forgiveness at CJOB.com. And I want to talk about the mayor's race. Yesterday, uh, we were talking about, uh, well, within the last couple of days, we were talking about, you know, will Burwadi run? 
against Bowman over Portage in Maine. Russ Wyatt has been on social media hinting that he might want to take a shot at Mayer. So we'll talk about this Mayer's race as well. All right. So keep it right here. Hal Anderson on until 4 o'clock. That's when Julie Buckingham and Christian O'Mell roll in here on CJOB. We are going to see a lot more ransomware, so you, you have to be even more vi- vigilant. That is Texpert Mark Saltzman. You hear his show, check it out. Every weekend here on CJOB, he's talking about ransomware, something we're seeing more and more of. A friend of mine and a friend of CJOB's joins us on the phone now, a recent victim of ransomware, David Keem at Best Sleep Center. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, Hal. So tell me what happened. Well, <laughs> that's an opening question, eh? <laughs> uh, so I got to work on the 11th of uh, June, and my server was lying on one of my employees' desks. Or, you know, I didn't. it wasn't apparent to me immediately it was my server, but it was a rather large computer. Yeah. And uh, I said, gee, you know, that's a large computer. What's it doing there? And he says, well, it's our server, and uh, you know, it's been hacked. Oh, okay. You know, so we had uh, what they call ransomware yeah. attached to our servers, which, uh, you know, makes somebody else um, able to not necessarily, con- well, just keep you out of your uh, information and your ability to do business until, uh, until it uh, is fixed. Wow. And so how soon after you realized you were hacked, did you hear from them and, and then get into how much they wanted and, and did you pay them and, and all that stuff? First of all, how soon after the hack did you realize, hey, we got a message here, they're looking for money? Well, the, you know, the, the, the message that they're looking for money was already uh, you know, apparent by the time I got there on Monday morning. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they had realized that they had accomplished their mission and, uh, and yeah, so they wanted uh, 0.6 of a Bitcoin. And uh, so this goes in the d- other directions, too. But they wanted 0.6 of a Bitcoin. A Bitcoin was worth about eh, $6,600, $6,700 American at the time. So they wanted about 6000 uh, um, about, yeah, about 6000 Canadian dollars. Hmm. And so what did you say? Because... Listen, experts are on both sides of this. Some experts say don't pay. Other experts say if you can afford it, you should pay. And so did you decide right away that you were going to pay or did you negotiate or or how did it go down? Well, we negotiated, um, uh, but you have to pay. Like, I mean, if, if you get ransomware, there's been some rather large Canadian hospitals that I've heard of that, you know, got hit with this. And you have two choices. You either rebuild your database from scratch, which costs more than paying. And uh, the way to stay away from it is, 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 you know, to keep your, keep your servers up to date, you know, because, you know, we were running, uh, you know, let's, you know, just say that, you know, there's other people who are supposed to be smarter than me about this sort of thing. And that's (laughs) why they have jobs. And, uh, you know, we'd been running a 10-year-old server, uh, 2000, Windows 2008, 
And there's a little flaw with Windows 2008, our server 2008, and that is that you can make as many password attempts as you want and the system doesn't kick you out. Mm. So if I try to, you know, get into your cell phone three times or ten times and I guess the password wrong ten times, it freezes me out. Right. But, you know, my password was, uh, you know, you had to guess 218 trillion times to be right once. And um, that's what they did. And they got it right. And so I guess at that point, and as you said, if you don't pay the money or or negotiate to pay some amount of money, they just hit delete, your stuff's gone, and they move on, right? So that's why you felt we got to pay this money or or pay something. Yeah. I don't know if they hit delete, but basically once I put my password on top of your server or they put their password on top of my server, they might as well just wait because... If, if I don't decide to pay them today, tomorrow, or the next day, you know, I'm coming back at some point in time. Um, because, you know, again, to, for me to go back to counting everything I own and then going back to this, you know, my, my uh, store server people and saying I need to rebuy the system and reintegrate all of that, um, you know, we probably could have done it for $6,000, but we couldn't have done it for what we talked them down to. Okay, so what did you get them down to? We got them down to 2000 Canadian. Wow. You're a yeah. good negotiator, David. You know, I looked at it from the point of view that they're making a sale, and how hard do I have to make this guy work? So my employee tried to pretend that it was a, you know, what, it was just a... Um, movie server and it was you know minorly inconvenient Mm. but uh, after a couple of going back and forth with this guy he says look there's five raids on this computer it's not a movie server don't play games with me Mm. so i said okay listen it's now give it to me i'm not you know we're done here you know so he said well you know I, i i just basically told him look you know this employee is a nice person but if he didn't have uh you know a wife and two kids, I'd toss them out on his ear, too. So I, can't, I haven't got the ability to pay you what you're asking for. I, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to. So I appeal to his, um, you know, desire not to have the employee let go. <laughs> right. And, uh, the guy had a heart. The hacker, the hacker had a heart. You know, he did in the end. It, it, as silly as it sounds, yeah. you know, I, uh, I I used some very interesting techniques in my opinion. You know, I told him about Christ. I told him that he had to have honor among thieves and that if I gave him this money, he had to give it to me and that he should be concerned about uh, the employee that he was causing the problem for. And uh, he said, well, you know, I have to give your proposal to my boss. And then he came back and he said, well, my boss gives a lot of this money to children, you know. Like we're, we live in a poor country, and we give a lot of this money to poor children. And I said, well, we give a lot of money to poor children, too. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know what, I can rebuild most of this. Um, it's very inconvenient, but I got two grand. Hmm. So in the end, he accepted the two grand, and we sent him uh, 2.23 of a Bitcoin, and then he sent us C drive uh, password, which is good for nothing. It uh, gets us uh, basically back into uh, Windows, but it doesn't actually get us into our data. So I went back to him and said, hey, come on, honor among thieves here. You don't want to getting out that you're not actually fulfilling your obligation when people pay you because nobody's going to pay you from now on. 
And he said, well, we gave you too good a deal. Uh, we did give you a password. And I said, you know, come on, you know, back and forth again. So he says, we want another $1,000. And I said, no, I'm not giving you another $1,000. So he said, okay, you know, I said, I'll give you a hundred and a half. I'll talk to my boss. He comes back. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll take your hundred and a half. I said, look, it's Friday night. I cannot get Bitcoin right now. I need my service for the weekend. Give me my password. He says, nobody ever pays me after I give him the password. I says, God's truth, I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. You give me my password, I'll send you your Bitcoin on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever pays me, but here's your password. So, you know, I've made a friend with this guy. I've been going back and forth with this guy. I, uh, I gave him his 150 bucks three days after he gave me my password. So we've wow. been up and running since uh, the 20, uh, the 15th. We've been up and running since the 15th. And, and so, so we was, were on paper for an entire week. Yeah. Was he surprised yeah. when you sent him the 150 after you got the password? He said nobody ever had. <laughs> Any <laughs> said, idea? You know, it's like I gotta be honest. You know, so if I if I give you my word that I'm going to send you the money, yeah. I'll send you the money. But I haven't got the ability to get Bitcoin on a on a Friday night, you know, yeah. in Canada and uh, get it to you. But I want my stuff for the weekend. So we've been going back and forth since Monday. So again, you know, it was like, how hard was he willing to work for this? Uh, sale mm. and um and you know we built a bit of a friendship i've been <laughs> i've been communicating with him ever since wow any I idea to, any I- to get him to get on the white side any idea so, where he's at what country did he let on or no nah, they don't let on yeah. um i thought he you know like i thought he was from china I used the thought process that he was from China because it sounded like there was, you know, his his communications was in Chinglish. So I, I have a lot of friends in China. So I said to him, you know, my my friends in China are all honorable people. Mm. So, you know, I expect you to be honorable, too. And I think you're from China, and I and I you know, and I want you to be honorable. Yeah. And and again, in the end, it worked. His, his name, he said, was Eris. So that's not, you know, uh, any, um, you know, Chinese English name because they normally just pick an ordinary, you know, English name mm. um, for communications purposes. I don't know any heiresses. I know a lot of Pauls um, in China. And uh, I don't know. Maybe he was from India in the end. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to tell. Yeah. And this was by email or did you actually speak on the phone with him or, or not? No, no, all yeah. via email. Right. All via email. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah, I, I know, uh, in fact, earlier today I talked to a friend of yours, Pastor Bruce Martin, earlier today on the yeah. show because it's Forgiveness Day, and I know yeah, yeah. you're a, a man of faith. Do you think the hacker uh, heard your message uh, about God and, and doing the right thing, even though he and his boss were doing the wrong thing? Well, I told him, you know, that he was in an, not in an honorable business, but that he should still at least do it in an honorable way. Hmm. So that when he promised for 2000 bucks that he would send me my passwords, that he should stick to that because it wasn't good business practice not to. Yeah. Um, and you know what? People are people are people. And I don't know whether he's in India or South Korea, pardon me, North Korea, or I, don't, I have no idea where these people are. 
you know, and you can't, all I know is that, you know, you have this interaction with this person based on your own stupidity in the end, you know, right, right. and, and you have to try to make the best of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, I think he heard, and I, I, I think he was like uh, shocked that I actually sent him the money, uh, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I have earned the right to speak into his life and continue to do so. Yeah. Well, thanks for telling us the story, David, because I think it's a, it's a good one to get out there because uh, more people are at risk for this ransomware and other uh, hacking uh, than they n- realize. And so I think it's important we talk about it and maybe people now will say, hey, let's let's check that server and, and make sure, you know, and uh, and protect themselves because, listen. Yeah, because you, you, you can't get in again. Like, nobody can get in now. There's yeah. all kinds of things that were done properly now that it would have been done before, you know. So the, the way to solve it is to say, look, it's, re- it's my fault, it's my responsibility, upgrade your servers, uh, take them off of VNC, uh, you know, only allow them to be on VNC for specific IP addresses, mm-hmm. uh, ban certain IP addresses from certain countries when you know that there's no reason whatsoever for that country to be coming in. I realize that IP addresses can be ghosted, but still... Uh, and, and again, you know, you say, okay, this IP address and this IP address only, or these two, and then, you know, make sure that uh, after three or five or ten tries of a uh, wrong password, right. they get kicked out. And this never would have happened. So it's not like these guys are brilliant. It's these guys are just fishing. Mm. And if you, uh, you know, keep your mouth open forever, someone's going to stick a hook in it, and that's what happened to us. Yeah. David, thanks a lot for telling us about it. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Hal. David Keem at Best Sleep Center. They were hacked. They paid off the hacker, ransomware, and they carry on doing business now. And I I promised David that I would make very clear, because he doesn't want people thinking, oh, boy, you know, it was my information that maybe you bought a mattress at Best Sleep. No. They lost no data. They don't store credit card or finance application info. Um, it was a simple password lockout. No data of any kind was stolen. No data of any usefulness uh, stored by Best Sleep Center. So that's really clear to put that out there. But what an interesting story, eh? That's crazy. And it's happening more and more all the time. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. David had some good advice at the end of that. Uh, some more advice from Techspert Mark Saltzman. He hosts Tech It Out here on CJOB every weekend. We'll have some more advice after a break, 246 at CJOB. All right, so as we heard from David Keem, they were kind of running an old 2008. You know, you've got to update your equipment and obviously all your protection as well. As well, a while ago when I talked to Mark Saltzman, the host of Tech It Out here on CJOB every weekend, he said, really, really important, make your password uh, stronger. Change it up and make it a strong password. Here is Mark with a bit more advice on how you can maybe prevent being the victim of ransomware. Have anti-malware on your computer, antivirus. Malware is short for any kind of malicious software, uh, which includes viruses. So make sure you have protection, whether you're on a Windows a Mac or a, a smartphone uh, or a tablet, even though you don't think you might not need them there. I use one called ESET, E-S-E-T. That's my favorite one. It runs very quietly in the background and it, it 
it tracks everything and stops everything. And then apply some common sense. You're never going to get an email from your internet service provider, your bank, PayPal, Amazon, what have you, saying we need you to urgently confirm your information. That just is not going to happen. So immediately delete those. Don't write back because all you're doing is confirming that your email address is valid. They don't know if it's a good email address or not. All you're doing is elevating your name to an even better list for them. Uh, Just hit delete. Mark Saltzman with some good advice for you. By the way, uh, you'll hear more about this in the sports at 325, but congratulations to young rookie bomber quarterback Chris Streffler. He is the CFL top performer for the week, and absolutely. So good for him. I like this kid. He's. Uh, I'm anxious to get uh, Matt Nichols back, but, boy, it's nice having him on the bench when Matt comes back if we need him. Love it. Um... Oh, I wanted to play this. Speaking of sports, we found out today that Rob Gale is the new coach and GM of our soccer team, Valor FC. And uh, during his uh, speech today at the news conference announcing him as the new coach and GM, he made a lot of references to the city of Winnipeg and the province of Manitoba, for example. Our kids were born here, are growing up here. We volunteer in their schools and their soccer clubs and their other activities. We go to the BDI. It was a massive lineup last night. Mitzi's Salisbury House 529. We take our visitors, our family and friends, to the Forks, the Assiniboine Zoo, the park. So he mentioned BDI and Mitzi's, and I said at the start of the show today, they have the best chicken wings, and then people started going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody said Johnny G's has really good uh, uh, chicken fingers, and uh, somebody said, oh, the Old Fingers restaurant, but of course that's many years ago here in the Polo Park area. Bill is on the phone wanting to talk about uh, chicken fingers, at 204-780-6868. Hi, CJOB. Hey, how are you doing? I hear the first time. Wow, I feel privileged to talk to Mr. Hal Anderson. Oh, well, thanks, Bill, for calling in. What did you want to say about chicken fingers? Oh, Mitzi's there on St. Mary's by the cop shop there. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 numero uno. Those are good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a nice treat once in a while. The service is stellar. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's been, oh, it's, I take my son there. He always, every time we drive by there, he goes, Dad, when are we going to go there? I go, when we win the lottery? <laughs> I guess I, I, well, I usually buy like a 30-piece or something. You know, I, I, and, oh, it's so good. And it's not just the chicken fingers. Some of the other menu items are so good. And I've been going there, jeez, uh, I've been driving taxi for probably well over five years. And oh, wow. the recipe has always been so, it's, it's it's like they do it fresh. Like I've, I've yeah. seen the 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 woman there, how she's marinated. I don't know what she puts in there. Yeah. No, they're fantastic. And you know the other thing, uh, Bill. The other thing about their chicken fingers is they're just as good the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. My son takes them for school lunch. They still have that nice texture, and it's and it's real meat. Yeah. Hey, listen, Bill, I got to run, buddy. Thank you. Hey, wow, I feel like a celebrity now. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Okay, bye. (laughs) Keep the calls coming, 204-780-6868. Tal at cglb.com. By the way, you can text or call that number, and my inbox is always open. Love reading your emails as well. The news at 3 is coming right up. It's Hal on CJOB. Thank you very much, Cam. All right, the vote now at cjob.com on forgiveness. I think when we started today, more people were holding a grudge than were forgiving, and now it's 50-50. 
So that's an improvement. Maybe our conversation with Pastor Bruce Martin about forgiveness helped. Hard to say, but it's 50-50 now. And I can understand both sides of this. I have lately tried to be more forgiving, but I know all about holding a grudge. Where do you come down on this? 204-780-6868. Hal at cgob.com. Uh, go and vote at the website, cgob.com, and then uh, talk to me about it. 204-780-6868. You can text or call that number or fire me an email. My inbox is always open, Hal at cjob.com. It is new release Tuesday. So if you like watching your movies at home, there are some new movies out. And I don't know as though I have heard of any of these. But in watching the trailers today, getting the audio for this segment, they kind of look good. I would probably end up watching all of them. Tyler Perry's Acrimony is one of them. And uh, this one stars uh, Taraji B. Henson. I like her. She's good. Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Here's a bit of the trailer. So, do you think you have an anger problem? Don't tell me I don't have a right to be angry. You don't know what he did to me. Help me understand this injustice. Just just tell me what happened. How far do you want to go? Acrimony. Not just acrimony. Tyler Perry's acrimony. Taraji P. Henson starring in that one. Another one available today. Margot Robbie is in this one. I like her. Uh, She looks pretty twisted up in this one. Simon Pegg is in this one. And I did not recognize him, but Mike Myers is a star in this one, too. It's called Terminal. I am Mr. Franklin. I have an offer. I want you to kill someone for me. Black briefcase in a locker. That is a job for Mr. Franklin. This is massive. No trains till tomorrow. 404 Garinals. 404 is an age away. It's not time that I'm trying to kill. Want my advice? Not really. Just end it. I've set them on one another like starving rats in a cage, and you can watch through the bars. Bang. Terminal. New on uh, digital, you can rent it or buy iTunes. iTunes is how we watch them at home. I don't know how you watch them at home, but you obviously can't go to the Blockbuster anymore and and rent them. Uh, Let's just take a break. I've got a couple more movies, but I want to take a break because Danielle's been waiting on the phone here to talk about forgiveness at 204-780-6868. Is it Danielle or Daniel? Daniel, I think. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Alan. Enjoy your program. Well, oh, yeah, kudos to uh, uh, Pastor Bruce Martin. He's a good friend of mine, actually. Yep. We co-officiated at a funeral and a wedding uh, a number of years ago. A man of honor and ethics and integrity. Absolutely. Uh, if you navigate that spiritual traje- trajectory about forgiveness, uh, the ultimate, um, you might say, quintessential, uh, uh, what you call remedy, remedy is that we must forgive because if we don't forgive, we will not be forgiven. Mm. So really, it's, I don't, I'm not even sure if it's, if it's compulsory. It's actually mandatory. I have forgiven many, many people of huge amounts of money they've, <laughs> they've ripped me off over the years. Right. I'm totally shocked. And other, other very, very um, egregious issues. And I know for the sake of our psychosocial temperaments and for emotional stability, you must forgive. We really have no choice. 
Yeah, that's no a that's a good point, healthy. Daniel, because I think we all make mistakes and we all want to be oh. forgiven for those mistakes. And you're right. Exactly. How can we be forgiven if we're not prepared to forgive? Exactly. So don't feel like you, I know you're, you're, you're becoming a bit apologetic for Long, long Goose Garden. No, no, I wasn't apologizing at all. Yeah. I was just explaining why I felt right. that it was important to have that conversation with him. He's a man of honor. He's a man of ethics and integrity. I, I think everybody loves him. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I support, of course, his his particular position, of course, wholly, and, you know, mm. and fundamentally. Yes. Especially, yep. especially, of course. Right. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And Zachary, quickly, before we get back to the movies. Yes, sir. Forgiveness. Hey. Uh, yeah, I was just, you know, what has made the biggest impact in my life is forgiveness. It, um, I think everybody's uh, kind of disillusioned thinking that every, we're all perfect or good enough and other people are at, always at fault but um i think by looking at the the person of jesus i've i've come to see how far i've fallen from perfection and i'm not i don't have that uh disillusion anymore and so i just uh um i realize how much i've been forgiven um and how much i'm not perfect and when i extend that to other people and i just you know what um love unconditionally and forgive it's so freeing it's so good for the soul it's um, it makes such a difference, and I know even people around me are impacted by that. It's kind of like when you do a good deed, like help uh, someone blind across the street. Everybody watching just feels so good mm-hmm. watching that. Like, oh, I got, I got to, I got to do something like that. You know, it's like we were made to do good things. We were made to be good to each other, and when, and forgiveness is just an extension of that good um, that we were made to do. And um, I'm really grateful for the example of Jesus and his teachings because I never would have seen that if I wouldn't have listened. Zachary, thank thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. No problem. All right. Keep them coming. 204-780-6868. Hal at CJOB.com. All right. Back to the movies because we've got to get to traffic here in just a sec. Find out how that early drive home is going. Uh, A couple more here. Pierce Brosnan is in this one. And Mini Driver. Haven't seen Mini Driver in a long time in a movie. This one is called Spinning Man. What are you guys still doing? Daddy, there's a crazy person in the woods. What's he talking about? Oh, a girl went missing up at the lake. Helen Birch? Yes? Is your husband home? What's this about, detective? Girl from Eastfield. You got a report. A man in a gray Volvo was watching her the day she disappeared. Can you tell me where you were? I doubt it. I can barely remember last week. That was C's last day of camp. You went to pick her up, remember? Camp counselor said she waited for 40 minutes. Is starting us a crime? Obstruction is. I'm not answering another question until I speak to my lawyer. That one is uh, called a Spinning Man. And quickly, one more. Zoe Kravitz. In the, I love Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz is in this one. It's called Gemini. Heather, right here. Heather, Heather, right here. Heather. Hey, Heather. Yeah, how's the love life? Huh? I've got nothing to tell you, Sam. Do alcohol at your place. Why are we here? You have a gun, right? I feel like there's so many crazy people who are mad at me right now. You know how to shoot a gun? How many movies have I shot guns in? Two. You know how you were saying you don't feel safe? I feel like that all the time.
There you go. So if you like watching your movies at home, four for you to pick from. As of today, Tyler Perry, Zachary Terminal, Spinning Man, and Gemini. It's 314 coming up on quarter after three. We break for weather and traffic on CJOB. All right. Um, it's funny. I was checking my uh, emails, hal at cjob.com, and I was mentioning earlier when we were talking about forgiveness how my wife, Jackie, has taught me to let it go, to forgive and let it go. And she really has taught me that. I used to be a guy who held a grudge all the time. I had so many grudges going, I couldn't keep track of them all. But Jackie really has helped me do that. And Tim sent an email to hal at cgob.com. And Tim said, Hal, enough talking about your wife. The way you suck up is bad. <laughs> I have listened to you for years and years, but now you mentioned your, mention your wife all the time. Take it from a divorced guy, sucking up doesn't work. <laughs> Thank you for your email, Tom. few things. I talk about my wife because I like to share my life with you, and she is a big part of my life. So I, have a, I apologize if I talk about my wife, Jackie, a lot. I love her, and, and maybe I do. Um, I'm not sucking up. I'm, I'm sharing my life with you, all of you that listen. So I'm not sucking up. Uh, thank you, Tim, for listening for years and years. Apparently, my my sucking up to Jackie has not made you turn off the radio station, which is which is great. And um, as far as uh, divorced uh, guys and sucking up not working, trust me, uh, I am uh, I have been divorced. I had a first marriage, and now I'm into my second, and and I have every reason to believe this will be it for me. Um, but uh, sucking up, trust me, if if a relationship doesn't work and you end up in divorce, there's a lot more going on than whether or not you sucked up. So, But I do appreciate the email, and I do appreciate you listening, and I, I want to hear your opinions. I uh, definitely want you to weigh in on, on everything. You don't have to like everything on the show, but I do appreciate you listening. Absolutely. All right, a couple things I wanted to uh, get in here in the final little bit of the show. There's this new dementia uh, study that's out, and we talked a bit about the numbers in this uh, uh, dementia study, and it shows that, um, let me find the uh, information again, more than 402,000 Canadians, 65 and older, have some form of dementia, according to this new report from the Canadian Institute for Health Information. 270,000 seniors are being cared for at home. This was in 2015-16. That's when this report was from. With children and spouses most commonly taking on the role of caregiver for a loved one with dementia. No surprises. Although these numbers are shockingly large, but no surprise that it's a uh, you know, a child or a spouse, right, that takes care of the person with dementia. 45% of family caregivers experience distress related to their role compared with 26% of those providing care for seniors without dementia. So almost twice as bad uh, distress when dealing with somebody with dementia as opposed to somebody without dementia. And unpaid caregivers of seniors with dementia spend an average of 26 hours a week providing care compared to 17 hours for caregivers of seniors not afflicted with this uh, neurological disorder. So those are, you know, again, no surprise, but shocking at, at the same time if you... Uh, if you understand where I'm coming from on that. And Kathy Kennedy today had on uh, her show 
Wendy uh, Shelter from the Alzheimer's Society here in the province of Manitoba. And I'm out of time, but please come back after sports and news because Wendy had some great advice. If you um, have a, a parent or you're caring for somebody with dementia, if you have a family that's dealing with dementia, please come back and hear this. I apologize. I, I ran out of time. I wanted to try and get it in here, but I'll have it for you after sports and news, okay? Because I think it's an important comment from Wendy from the Alzheimer's Society. We got a break here. Uh, we'll check the forecast for you again. Sports and news on the way. Hal on CJOB. Drive a Chevy cause he drove Chevys Like him I'm a baseball fan I'm going back to see him While he still knows who I am very nice choice, Jeff Forche, producing the show. That's Kenny Chesney, is it? Kenny Chesney, well, he still knows who I am. Very nice. Yeah, we're talking about this new dementia study, and I want to play a bit of Wendy Shetler from the Alzheimer's Society here in Manitoba. I just got a great text message uh, from Lauren. Lauren says, Hallie, I work full-time, take care of my mom after work and on my days off. She has the illness. I'm so stressed, but you do it. You just do it because it's your mother. Absolutely. And uh, Kathy Kennedy filling in for Jeff Courier today had Wendy on from Alzheimer's. And I thought Wendy had, well, it was a great conversation, but Wendy had a couple of minutes worth replaying. Uh, Take a listen. There is hope. There is hope in that um, when a person first has a diagnosis of dementia, it's really a time to learn as much as you can. It's a time to plan. It is a time to, to figure out what resources are in the community. And then as a family, it's a time to celebrate and live what you can, right? Live the best you can for as long as you can. Because when, you know, initially when people are diagnosed, because people are getting diagnosed earlier and earlier, we want to help people live their best selves, right? So that's including the person with dementia as well as the people support them. And, 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 and part of doing that is, is to know what lies ahead but, and to plan for it, but not to stay there all the time, right? And then as, as resources are needed, to put the right resources in at the right time. And, and the Alzheimer's Society can certainly help people do that. The other thing is, is we need to advocate as, as a community to say we need more resources. We also need a more variety and more flexibility in support. So what might have been good and needed for my family maybe isn't the same that's needed for another family. Um, but I, what we hear about all the time, and this is a real challenge, is oftentimes when people go to supports, they have to continually fight and justify why they need them. And instead of being kind of going to these supports and recognizing that they're there to support them, they have to fight for every little thing they get. And that further adds to the person's stress and distress. And so sometimes people just say, well, I just, I can't do this anymore. And so we need to think as a society, as a healthcare system, how we can, our role, how we can look at better supporting people in a flexible way that they need to be supported. Wendy Shetler, advice from her at the Alzheimer's Society, talking about Alzheimer's and dementia.
uh, today. 204-780-6868, whatever's on your mind here, final uh, 20 minutes or so of the show here. Getting lots of good emails today. I have to get better at uh, uh, reading the emails during the show. Uh, I get uh, the text messages and the phone calls, but I definitely have to make more time uh, to get the emails as well. I got a nice one here. Uh, No name. Al, good on you for talking about your wife, Jackie, treating her with respect, thanking her for helping you with certain aspects of your life that you struggle with. That's part of being a good husband. Thank you very much. Did you hear that, uh, Jackie? I'm a good husband, apparently. Um, what else here? I got some uh, lots of people weighing in on uh, David Keem and uh, Best Sleep Center being hacked and having to pay a ransom. If you missed that story, I believe it's going to be in the news as we go along here this afternoon into this evening. Oh, uh, email from Behind the Glass Jerry, Jerry Richardson, telling me that the Bomber Podcast is available. The Bomber Podcast is available. You can get that at cjob.com, and you can also get it at iTunes and Google Play. Wherever you find good podcasts, you will find the Bomber Podcast with our Greg Mackling and number 97, Big Bird, Doug Brown. And congratulations to Chris Trevler, who is the player of the week in the CFL for a great performance in Montreal the other night. And now we get ready for game three of the season with Chris Trevler at quarterback. And we'll see how we do Friday night against Hamilton. All right, 204-780-6868. Cecily is on the phone. Hello, CJOB. Hello, Hal. How are you? I'm good. You? Oh, hot today. Yeah, it's warm. I was sitting here for a car ride with my husband, and I said, where does he get his donuts? A few weeks ago, you had a lady on, and you said she has the best donuts, lots of varieties. Well, I'll tell you what. I have never met a donut that I did not love, so I don't go to one particular place for donuts. I'll eat any donut anywhere. But my Uh wife's favorite donuts are O Donuts, and they were on the show, as you mentioned, a few weeks ago, and they are on Broadway. On Broadway, they're called O Donuts. O Donuts. Yeah. My goodness. Very and good. good huh? Oh, fantastic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you lots buy one of. At uh, a time or a dozen. <laughs> and lots of different <laughs> flavors and unique stuff. And yeah, they're really good. Oh, that's good. Well, thank you very much. Say hello to Jackie for us. I and, will. Uh, you have a nice day. All right. Bye bye. Bye-bye now. There she goes, Cecily, wondering about uh, Oh Donuts. Yeah, those are good. There's a few places in town that have really good donuts, but Oh Donuts was on the show, and yeah, they have uh, they have really good donuts. You know, the funny thing about this job, and I am I think I'm different than most radio hosts in the sense that, yeah, we have interviews and we do the news and the stuff we have to do, but then I just like to, like, I like to hear your stories. I like to share my stories, right? And if you aren't into that, well, then, okay, you know, you don't have to listen, although I really hope you do. <laughs> But you don't have to listen. But I, I do, and and most people seem to like that I tell you things about my life or my dog Hershey or, you know, like, for example, I had a day off last week, I think it was, Kelly Moore filled in for me. And I had to go to St. Bonobus Hospital to get my hip shot, right? I had to get a hip shot. And I was in there, and this woman sees me in the waiting area, and she goes, Hal? Hal, is that Hal? 
And I said, yes, hi. And so she was very excited to meet me. And as soon and Jackie was uh, coming up behind. And so Jackie walked in and right away she went, oh, Jackie. And she was talking about seeing our wedding pictures online and stuff, you know. And I, I listen, I get it. You know, you don't want me talking about me, me, me all the time. But I like to try and share a little bit with you about me and my life. And uh, because, yeah, that's all I got to go on, right? I can only go on. My experiences, good, bad, indifferent, and that's why I, I want to hear your stuff. I want to, you know, I want you guys to weigh in on things and, and tell me when I'm out to lunch or, you know, agree with me and tell me your story. And For example, while we're talking about me, 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 uh, we checked out the other night this restaurant for the first time called Bellamy's in St. Patel. It was very good. I had the chopped steak, and my wife laughed at me because she goes, how do you call that steak? Because it's just hamburger, right? They pile onions and gravy on top of it. But it was fantastic. And then we were talking about chicken fingers today, and somebody texted me and said, Hal, yes, Mitzi's had good, has good chicken fingers, and then we've heard of a few others. Somebody said, sent a text in saying, Bellamy's in St. Patel has very good chicken fingers. So now the next time I go, I'm going to try those based on your recommendations. So I don't know. That's just... Um, That's just the way we do it uh, around here, and hopefully you enjoy it.